Hi, I would like to take this opportunity to thank everybody for joining me. In case you're not familiar with me, once again, my name is Dee, and this is my podcast called Let Me Clear My Throat. I've created this site to touch base on things that others may feel, say, or wish were said more often. I understand that my thoughts, words, and even my research ethics may not beat everyone's approval. However, I respect that and can appreciate your First Amendment right, as I hope that you respect mine as well. To give you a better understanding on topics that I am most passionate about, pretty much in a nutshell, it's you, me, our nation, God, and everything else in between. My site is not intended to patronize anybody, nor is it to state that I am an opinionated person that is not willing to listen or try to understand others. I have been through a lot of moments in my life. However, I respect the experiences, opinions, feelings, and well-being of others. I do not, nor will I ever, go out of my way to personally hurt anybody. Today's topic, I would like to call it, Prisoner Past My Sentencing. Felony versus Misdemeanor. Now, there are several types of charges that can make someone be charged and maybe not even convicted. Now, you'd be thinking, hmm, Dee, I don't know. I only know of two, a felony and a misdemeanor. What about the ones, though, that don't get posted on your file or your rap sheet? Such as an innocent but guilty. You're, gu- you're innocent, but you're guilty anyway. <laughs> or guilty, but you are innocent. Or maybe even just your own self-knowledge and reflection. Maybe a guilty conscience. Even if you are innocent, you still have a guilty conscience. Or if you're guilty, your conscience is clear. wonder why those don't have a specific place in the system what if you're innocent but yet sat in jail for a certain length of time but were never compensated or given time credit served for the time that you've lost of your life the system is so bent on waving bail money around people posting bond and setting ridiculous amounts of bail money sometime well beyond anybody's means ever could fathom but yet they don't compensate people for their time served for a crime that was never proven or even justified for them to even be arrested for. I know someone particularly that sat in jail for over two and a half years. Guess what? They were found not guilty. In the meantime, they lost their home, their job, their belongings, their children were adopted out, and never once were they compensated for anything for their time lost. (laughs) They spent their lives still living in the shadows day-to-day, every day, on whether or not the system failed or maybe they got away with murder, so to speak. A misdemeanor is, is less serious than a felony. However, the repercussions sometimes are harder than a felony, if you will. It can have a variable jail time of less than a year with little to no probation or rehabilitation. Yet a felony can cause a person to be incarcerated for over a year and sometimes a lifetime behind bars. But even though they are only given, say, a year or a year and a half, they are sentenced, though, for the rest of their lives, even when their official sentencing term is completed. I would think that this is would be considered a double jeopardy, honestly. Getting a life sentence after you're so-called free and rehabilitated, but yet your official release date and time served ended already, maybe even years ago. However, because of, let's say, this one mistake or this one bad decision or this one incident this one life lesson and experience that cost you everything literally 
will now continue to make you serve an outside of the wall, if you will, a life sentence of continuing to not rehabilitate and get your life back on the right track. What's the point of rehabilitation? Some rehabilitating someone, excuse me, if you are not going to allow them to even exercise what should be rightfully theirs now to enjoy, their freedom, their time officially served and completed and released. Maybe, maybe even later, those felony charges were dropped down to a misdemeanor a few years down the road. How can they have a fresh start when there are continued roadblocks in their way by the very people that told them they were now free and released and their time is now served? Go have a new fresh start. Yet they neglect to add or neglect to tell them that it will be almost impossible to get a higher education, a decent place to live, your license, a passport to travel, a gun permit to exercise your Second Amendment right, serve your country, get some assistance, or even get a decent job. And by the way, you will always be marked in our system and society that, hey man, enjoy your freedom. I don't understand how we think that we can have the right to continue to allow such discrimination on people we, as taxpayers, have invested our money on. How can they turn their lives around when everywhere they look, someone has their finger pointing them right back out on the very streets that they are literally trying to save their lives from? How can they be a part of any functional life whatsoever in a positive way and role when all of the rehabilitation gates are opened and yet they are basically kicked out on their butts with nothing but the traumatic events now they wear literally sometimes on their shirt sleeves? I understand that there are different levels and different depths of charges. Some are very disturbing and heartbreaking to hear about, live through, or even imagine. I know all too well how the shadow of a life can linger in a person's mind and well-being. Having to sit through a trial of my grandson tore me into so many layers of a person I didn't even recognize. I spent my life serving a sentence under the shadow of another person's crime and punishment that I wasn't even ever a part of, but yet because of it, my whole life was taken from me, and I continue to live in the eyes of others around me that I have a hard time even seeing me now the way that I am or can hardly even bear to understand who I am because they have their own pain and suffering that they're trying to understand to even be able to even begin to know how far I have overcome the obstacles in my life that I have endured. I too lost my home. I owned my home for 14 years. My belongings that I've had my whole life, some from my childhood, my kids' childhood, my, my kids' first outfits and blankets and, and things that they bought me and things they made in, in kindergarten or daycare. <clears throat> I lost my job, my family, some of my friends, my sanity, of course, my mentality. But sometimes I think mentality and sanity are not always the same. I couldn't even utilize my three degrees with a 4.0 and three honors, one being with the Golden Key International Society. I was homeless for two and a half years living in my van. I have a lifetime gun, gun permit, but I try to remember its purpose and position in my life instead of getting so dark into the abyss of depression and using it to take my life. 
I have literally made myself sleep once for over five days so I wouldn't do something I knew I really didn't want to do and was continuously fighting myself inside my own emotions in order to service the, the silence of the piercing cries that only maybe one other person in my life could not even hear but saw and witnessed. And it was the one person that actually kept me stronger than what I was in order for me to keep breathing. My 13-year-old daughter. Now, she wasn't the daughter of my son, grandson that passed away. No, instead, she was the daughter that was left behind by everybody else in order to pick up the pieces of her own life and her mother's. Who also continues now to this day to pay for all those emotions that she, of all people, never deserved to bear and carry and mourn. Maybe this may sound crazy to some. Maybe some may not even understand. But I am so tired of defending myself and serving a life sentence on something that I will never be free from. The loss of my grandson. And then to add it, he passed away on my birthday. So yeah, maybe I never committed a crime. Maybe I've never been arrested. Maybe I've never even served behind bars. But yet I'm a prisoner of my own mind. My own self-worth. I'm always trying to need to defend myself with others. Listening to people constantly talk about me and everything behind my back. Listen to people judge me on things that they don't know or understand or assume. And accuse me of things that I didn't never even do or even have a part of. Or even knew about. And all the while continue to try to remember that I am not a criminal. I'm actually a victim. And a mourning grandmother. While this is a totally different scenario in many ways to come, to some, I'm sorry, excuse me, to me, I might as well have been formally sentenced and convicted. I'm innocent, but yet guilty of a crime that I'm a victim of for the rest of my birthdays in my life. My daughter continues to fight to recognize her mother that she continues to love. And she still stands there and tries to breathe her own breath. And she's been beside me more than I ever have been. As a mother, I wasn't able to give her the level she deserved during this tragic time in my life. But now that she has grown, she serves her own sentence in a world that took her life away too. Now, I am not trying to take away from those that sit behind a jail cell in a small room, listening to a CO on a power trip or listening to another person go through withdrawals or maybe someone a cell over crying because nobody writes them or visits them while maybe another person on the other side of the cell block is smiling from ear to ear because he's so happy that he got a letter in the mail from somebody that may not have been able to afford to put money on their books or are not able to be able to accept a phone call or ever sent them pictures or wrote them or bought them extra stuff or ever had the opportunity to listen to the famous you have one minute remaining. Yet here you are taking for granted maybe the one and only person who has done all the above for you and even more. Like checking on your kids. Spending time with your kids. Letting your kids write you. Letting your kids talk to you on the phone. 
Maybe even letting your kids see you in an orange or tan jumpsuit behind a glass or at a table and then listening to that exact same kid cry all the way home as they had to leave you. All the while, you're fighting back your own tears as well. So who's serving time here? They have a saying on the outside. It's called jail talk. Some call it bullshitting others to get what you want and you need. Then forget about them when you have your so-called freedom. Or maybe you have several that you are balancing while you're in there so you can be greedy on their hospitality and their love for you. I have literally balanced several friends and loved ones while they were incarcerated at once. Putting money on their books, accepting phone calls, putting money on their phone so they could call other people, visiting, paying for unlimited video visits, and making time for those visits, sending them pictures, writing them letters, ordering them things, maybe ordering something off the grill, maybe ordering them shoes, maybe ordering them long sleeve shirts, or maybe just getting them some ramen noodles. Checking into something for them, maybe checking on their case, maybe checking on their family, maybe checking on some bullshit, or checking on something for their cellmate. Gas driving hours away just to be told that the, the visit was canceled, or maybe you only get a 30 minute visit. Being promised this or that, all to find that in the end you get abandoned, you get left behind, after the bars open up and you are now able to give them a real hug. You know, the kind you don't have to let go of. Yet, nope. Instead, jail talk. Who is the highest builder, bidder while you were locked up? Is that who are you going to go home to to justify what? What kind of criminal you really are? Or what type of rehabilitated human being you are so desperately de deserving to try to be now that you have a chance to be? Is it like Eminem's song, you only get one chance on an opportunity, would you take it? What if that is never an option? How can you take the opportunity to advantage and advance, but dismiss someone out of your life in the time of theirs when you finally are able to come home? When they are finally probably actually the only ones that believed in you when you couldn't even believe in your own self and didn't abandon or neglect anything that you treasured and forgave you when you can't even forgive yourself and every single time have one minute remaining one minute remaining moment that could get you through your darkest point in your life Behind a wall with a teeny tiny window that let in just enough light to you hopefully to get a sneak peek at what you were missing out on the other side. Maybe your cell was just in the right spot to maybe see the moon shining at night and the sun shining during the day. And think about someone that you are missing or maybe wondering if they would be desperately waiting by the phone, dropping everything in their life to hopefully not miss that one chance, that one opportunity to get your call. Then, to find out that you didn't call. Or, they took the time to go to the bathroom and daggone it, you called. Then take the very same two beautiful moments and overlook them both when your window is now open up to the world. 
Now all that money and investment of all those broken promises and words written are just now a heartbreak and a blank paper of words written with nothing to the receiver but the shattered world of the one that had your back even when you probably didn't even deserve it in the first place. Now listening in the silence of your absence how you want to play victim and say nobody was ever there for you. Heaven forbid if you ever had several family members though in jail or friends to visit because you're only allowed once at a, one at a time so you had to pick and choose who was the most important. Was it your kid? Your spouse? Your parents? Your pen pal? Maybe you have a pen pal and that pen pal means something to you and you mean more to that pen pal because maybe you're the only person that that pen pal has and they don't even know you because nobody else is, is there for them at all and they are totally 100% alone sitting in that jail cell in their thoughts. Now rehabilitation. That's a big word to mean two different things. Now, according to being.com, it is defined as the following. The action of restoring someone to health or normal life through training and therapy after imprisonment, addiction, or illness. The action of restoring someone to former privileges or reputation after a period of disfavor. The action of restoring something that has been damaged to its formal, former condition. Huh. Yeah. However, to an inmate from a correctional facility, it is a broken promise of a fresh start written on words from a paper from the court that your term has been served. Maybe there's a few bucks here and we will drop you off where you need to go. Home. However, where is your home anymore? The person you fantasized about while looking out, out the window at the moon? Or the, the, the one who had the highest temptation for you to soothe your cravings of whatever your mind, body, and heart desired. If you wish to accept the charges, please press 1. To refuse the charges, simply hang up. To prevent other calls from this facility. Yeah, what now? Are you actually coming home? Or are you coming for me, bro? Okay, let's spin this in another direction. Okay, let's give credit where credit is due now. Now let's talk programs, opportunity, dedicated loyalty and remorse. I have a friend that I spoke up to not too long ago. Her name is Jennifer. Known Jennifer for a while. Love her dearly. Love you, Jennifer. Jennifer contacted me to express some ideals and thoughts that she is most passionate about. Her and I had a huge 99% uh, similarity <laughs> at that moment. <laughs> um... And one of which was finding a way to offer programs and rehabilitation to men, men, I say men, released from prison or jail. And I say men because there are less opportunities and more responsibilities, if you will, on the men. Believe it or not, there are. Sorry, women, I'm not downgrading you one bit. And I applaud you for all that you do and overcome. But men do have a lot of obstacles merely just because of who they are. I save prison and jail because there's a huge difference between the two. Huge difference. They are nothing of the same. Nothing of the same. Now, Jennifer has a background that is something to be very proud of. 
and I applaud her for all that she does and all that I believe is very perfect for what she has to offer this world and I am very very blessed to have her in my life and look forward to opening many opportunities to come in the future where there are places though some not all felons can actually go there to better themselves I say some because I know of several who have been denied access to such levels of rehabilitation because merely of the level of their crime committed and charged. Isn't that supposed to be the point and the level of the whole rehabilitation, sorry, that's a hard word, rehabilitation process in the first place? I know there are certain safety issues to consider, but yet why can't those safety measures already be in place? I mean, after all, once a criminal, always a criminal, right? They were in a tiny cell anyway, tucked away and maybe cried suicide or even attempted it to be more isolate and so in a solitary confinement. Because, hey, let's be in more of our minds alone and secluded and work it out ourselves. Or maybe they went into solitary confinement in order to be alone so they could be in their thoughts. Because everybody else's thoughts were overtaking their own that they couldn't even think for themselves. Or couldn't even hear themselves think. But here you have a convicted and time-serving person trying to believe in themselves and the rest of the world. And even maybe still in their own God. Maybe even finding God while they were incarcerated. And actually finding rehabilitation for the level that they needed. So what facility or type of rehabilitation program or programs are suitable? How much farther from their loved ones will they need to be transported or transferred to? How long is the wait list? Is there a time cut? Will they actually give you your time cut? Or because you have literally so much time on your hands per se that you can handle your own case now and remind the courts that they owe you your time served even if in the end you still will always be a prisoner even after you're even released. So what now? There are more criminals in the world that have gotten scot off scot-free, if you will, and live bougie lives to the world and no mental stability in their minds. They pass money around in exchange for this and that. They may even sell drugs, guns, and maybe even people as a source of employment. Hell, maybe it's even your own family member, your friend, but maybe you only see them as a, as a restaurant owner, as my oldest daughter used to call it, a ranch romp. <laughs> Or maybe they are a beautician or a barber. Or maybe they're even just your local tattoo artist. You know, why they live this life sometimes is beyond their means. But it's also because this is their freedom. This is their survival. This is what they are confident and maybe even good at. Sadly, but true. Maybe this is their only higher educational level. Are they wrong? Are they wrong to be at this level? If you answered yes or thought about that in your mind or even said it out loud, then maybe you can understand the importance really how a second chance and opportunities could actually help if they're real. That might just end up being their once in an only lifetime sentence beyond and past the sentencing of the prison that they may even have built up themselves, their own empire, to protect them from others, finding them, or even protecting themselves from being found by others 
and needed to be protected from their own selves, but have no way out. It's a fine line, however, if you squint your eyes, really. I have several people I know of that are in a hard way in life. Some are even homeless or have been homeless. Living in bathrooms at gas stations. Letting the attendant, letting them stay in there because it's pouring rain. So they stayed in at the gas station and locked the bathroom door to sleep. To have a place to lay their head. Or staying in abandoned homes and one keeping watch. Fighting off the, the, the wildlife in there and the wild people. Some have been prisoners. And some that are even waiting to see if they ever would get caught. Because they might have an outstanding warrant. Or maybe they just got away with something. And hope nobody saw. However, they are all have one thing in common. One thing in common. Opportunity. Will it be the same? It depends. Who is going to be the chosen one? And who is going to be left behind to die? Even if it's in their own mind. What options of opportunity do they have? Let's be like Dora and explore. Do we have a map? Or can we just swipe our way through the system? Does one make license plates or hide behind one? Do you serve a badge or has a badge served you? Maybe all of the above. There are fine lines everywhere. Some are so thin that eventually become a part of a trench or a ravine or even a slippery slope. What line are you willing to cross and who for? Would you wear a badge but be the first one to remove it to protect your family and friends or do what is right? Or would you suit up and add more armor to protect someone that you don't even know and probably will never even see again in your life unless maybe they're a repeat offender or a family member or a friend that you have to take down instead of taking presents to them at the holidays. I hear so many horror stories from so many people that are on both sides of this, this line that it ended up being an invisible wall between what their morals were and what society's morals found it a center point to shove in their face. The in-between. It could be a beautiful and lonely, mindful, and mindless place to find yourself. All this and more, if you act now, you can even receive a chance at freedom for a price higher than your pay grade will ever be. Or you will pay this price for more than what you ever deserve to. I am hopeful that this world of make-believe, that will eventually find something real to believe in, even if it is in our own world. Because if you can't believe in that, then how can anybody else supposed to believe in it? Or believe in you? Your life is a slippery slope. And you are in need of a different journey, quick, fast, and in a hurry. Easy peasy, lemon squeezy, right? Let's make a quick buck and hope that the buck was worth all the money that you needed. And you can eat off of it. If not... You just might not be eating anyway. Because the buck stopped there. I applaud all that continue to find new promising and lit paths. Let me, let me tell you. I do honestly applaud you. Along your journey of your life and all the beauty that you try so hard and desperately to salvage. 
That is something to be very proud of. And don't ever let anybody tell you different. Even if nobody ever tells you again or you never hear it from anybody else, I am here to tell you I am very proud of you. I may or may not even know you. I don't even know who hears these podcasts or reads them. But I do know one thing. If you are reading or listening to this podcast, you did one of the hardest things you've ever had to do in your life sometimes. And that was to take a breath and start again. Every day isn't a new beginning. Every breath is a fresh start to try to have a new beginning. Life isn't made of the kind of breaths you breathe or even the breaths that take your breath away. They are made sometimes of just doing that simple motion and doing it on your own. Some don't even have that level of that kind of freedom. And a machine does it for them. I hope that wherever your journey in your life takes you, that you do remember to remember that you are not required to take all of your baggage with you to go on your trip of your new journey, your new destination, your new adventure in life. It's okay to pack lightly. And it's okay, honestly, just to wing it along the way. Maybe you'll find something or someone along the way to carry with you or walk beside that is more valuable and priceless than ever before. But one thing I do hope you do remember, remember that if you need to be overtaking your life with an electronic device, please do so at the time of a moment that you can't get back. Because sometimes those moments are the ones that are frozen in time that will be your only source to remember in a time that your mind is frozen. Don't forget yourself. Because regardless of your past, you still have an opportunity to go where everybody doesn't even know your name. And not all systems, quite frankly, are linked together. Plus, for a little over $400, I believe, or it was when I checked, when I wanted to have my last name changed because I took my ex-husband's last name and my dumb butt didn't take my name before and I wish I had it. But anyway, for $400, I can have my last name changed. Or you can find somebody to marry and get your last name changed or your first name changed if you want to do the $400. But you can change your last name for $18 if you marry somebody. Maybe get an annulment if you want a mock a marriage. Um, and have the time of your life for the first time again. In a world that has made you feel worthless and undeserving, show them who you really are. A valuable and a person that is worth having a life you deserve. I always say, if ifs were fists, we'd all be drunk. However, I did see a saying on the internet. I believe it was Facebook, but I'm not sure. Because, you know, if it's on Facebook, it's true, you know. <laughs> but this, I would say, it probably was on Facebook because I, I believe this is true. And it said, if God can forgive us, why can't everybody else? Now, I know in my last podcast, I read you a couple poems. And I um, would like to read a poem to you that I wrote to someone that was incarcerated. And I changed the ending on here to respect the person's last name. Because in the original one, I did include their last name. And they are and always will be, will be someone uh, that pulls on my heartstrings. Uh, love them. I, I do. <laughs> um, I would like to, to now share it with you. And I would say if you don't mind, but I guess if you don't mind, I wouldn't know. That would be a matter of turning off the podcast or silencing me. Um, but anyway, for argument's sake, we're going to say you don't mind. <laughs> so here it goes. 
<clears throat> there you are lying all alone with nothing but the comfort of letters from home. You may ask yourself, how did your life end up this way? Because you are not all the bad things that other people say. You lie silently in the dark with the pains of daggers piercing your heart. In the silence you cry inside your mind and even on occasion, tears down your face you find. Confused, scared, and alone, all while anticipating a day of finally coming home. But to where? Where do you go? Search deep within, for you already know. The warmth and love you have been blessed with now is impatiently waiting your name and making that vow. She is the one that has always had your back, even on the days in the relationship you slack. You never have to look far for what you already found. The best damn woman, 100% down. Don't curse it or bid it adieu. Instead, embrace it. Happiness has finally found you. Take her hand and be together as one. Today, tomorrow, forever, husband and wife. Or are we really done? If you are in need of rehabilitation of any form, please know that there are resources out there. Some may be limited, some may not even be what you need. However, it doesn't mean that it isn't what you can't become. A rehabilitating resource of your own. Take what you know, what you struggle with finding, and what you never thought possible. Make it into something that could very well be the freedom of what you need and maybe even what your cellmate needed too. Don't be an entrepreneur, but instead be an entrepreneur and give the chance of a lifetime to what matters most. Not being a prisoner past your sentencing time. The gates are now open. Look at that sky. Give thanks. Soak up that sun and start the ride of your lifetime. Ride life like the bitch she is. Strap on because it is going to be a very bumpy ride. But remember you are now somewhere you weren't before. Listening to a CO on a power trip. Eating a sack lunch in the in-between. The crossover of gel and prison. You are your own version. Finally free. It's up to you on if you let it keep defining you or if you finally give yourself your own self-definition. I would like to thank everybody who has taken their freedom and their time and dedicated a portion of it to listening to me. I hope that although it is always easier said than done, it isn't meaning, it doesn't mean, excuse me, it doesn't mean that it is not doable. Sometimes the things that you work the hardest for and the things that will be forever an obstacle, it may seem. Like it will last an eternity, like your prison sentence. will seem like it will never get here even though you're counting the days down. Will be a valuable as a priceless time that you actually dedicated to where it belongs, yourself. This is Dee, and you have been listening to my podcast, Prisoners Past.
past the sentencing. From the outside world looking in, I see an amazing fresh start that is worth smiling about. Please don't let anybody ever have the right to steal your sunshine away again. Have a blessed evening.